Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 2001's Rush Hour 2. Hello, and welcome to episode 106 of I Watch This As An Adult. I'm your host, Mikel Ford. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Rush Hour 2, as you heard in the intro. But before, before we get to that, we got to talk about things I watched this week. And also, we got to talk about why I'm doing this episode so goddamn late. <laughs> you know? Uh, if, you saw, if you follow me on uh, Facebook and you follow me on Twitter, you know I said I had to take a mental health day on Sunday I was having a bit of an a bit of an episode you might say a mental health episode uh hoping really hoping that it would be it would I would it would subside you know by Tuesday I had a little bit of a mental health episode uh, a day before recording this but gotta toughen up nigga you know you know you know you you gotta toughen up you know you gotta you gotta you gotta stiff up a lip and keep it going you know there's there's things to be done around here so um so just just getting over that you know i had to i I had to i had to take i had to take a couple days to uh, to adjust myself just 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 stress the fuck out you know Sometimes stress, sometimes stress gets the best of all of us, you know, and had to, had to, had to, had to push through it, you know, and here we are now, now I'm going to talk about an Asian man and a, and a black man and their, uh, adventures as, 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 as police officers. I didn't have a good joke there. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't have a good fucking joke there. But anyway, let's talk about things that I watched this week, which now is like things that I watched last week since I didn't do an episode on Sunday like I usually do. Uh, first off, uh, I've been watching a little bit. I've been watching a little bit of this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard uh, case, this defamation case in it's a little while. Like I said, haven't been. I say I watch. I said I watch a little bit. I said I watched a little bit. I'm not watching a lot because I don't. I'm not the type of person that likes to be in celebrities like lives like that. You know, I'm not that type of. I'm not that type of guy. You know, even like, but when people, when when, when things, when things pop up. I'll talk about it a little bit, but I'm not I'm not the type of guy that's just like following every little step that celebrities do. I'm not that I'm not that person. But yeah, man, but this this Amber Heard this Amber Heard Johnny Depp shit is a is a bit fucking fa- is a bit fascinating. Uh I only saw a little bit of it. Like I said, uh I saw uh they showed like video of like Johnny Depp like smashing up his kitchen and some shit like that I saw that he was like pissed at something uh the the um 
I saw the deposition. Is it a deposition? Now, I guess you would say not a deposition. Yeah, I did see the. I saw the Amber Heard deposition. I saw that. Uh, which is like she's very like she is very flippant in that in that deposition. She's very fucking flippant. Uh, Amber Heard, and they interviewed her her former assistant. Which like she said like Amber Heard Amber Heard was just a total fucking bitch to her, you know. But Johnny Depp is like he, Johnny Depp was like one of the nicest people in the world to her, like he was really nice to her. Uh, he uh, he helped like he he took a liking to her son. Uh, really, he was like really nice to her son. Like he t- he taught her son how to play guitar. I think she said like he he taught her son how to play guitar. But she was like, she had no nice words for Amber Heard, man. No nice words for her. But yeah, which I kind of knew this. I was like, as soon, uh, cause this, uh, these allegations of Johnny Depp assaulting Amber Heard, these allegations came out like, what, 2016? Like six years ago now? It's like, I think this is, this is six years ago now. Uh, so that, st- that shit came out like six years ago. And as soon as they said that shit, I was like, I don't believe this one bit. I really don't. I don't believe any of this shit that 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 this girl says. You know, and this is like the height of the Me Too movement. You know, so it was all it was all believe women, which is true, believe women, but it was just something about her. It's just something about her. Something about her behavior that uh, that I didn't believe this one bit, and there's something about Johnny Depp's behavior. They're like he doesn't have a he doesn't have a track record of being abusive to women. You know, this man's this man's been famous for like 35 years. And he hasn't had a track record of mistreating women. So unlike a person that I'm going to talk about in a couple minutes, you know, (laughs) like a person I'm going to talk about in a couple of minutes, uh, not even a couple of minutes in in, in the review I'm I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about this person. Um, but he doesn't have a track record of that. He doesn't, like, all the women that he's ever been with, they never said that he put hands on them. So why all of a sudden, at like 56 years old, would he decide to smack a bitch? You know, like, why would he decide at 56 or however old he was at that time? He just decided, yeah, this is gonna be a good time for me to smack the shit out of a hoe. You know, like nobody, no guy, no guy does that. No guy does that. They was like, oh, I'm nice to women my whole life, but you, bitch, smack. You know, like no dude does that. That's not, that's not, that's not fucking behavior of a woman beater. You know, a woman beater, like, no guy just decides to become a woman beater. You know, that's like me with my wife. We've been together, me and my wife have been together for 15 years. Uh, 
been married for about like seven years. We've been married for about like seven years. That's like me all of a sudden, like being like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna beat your ass. You know, I've been nice to her and haven't mistreated her for 15 years. And all of a sudden, I wanna smack her up. (laughs) That's not how, that's not how this works. That's just not how this works. So that's why I don't, I never fucking believe this shit. I never believe that Johnny Depp put his hands on this girl. And it sucks that uh, it kind of hurt his career, you know, because he got fired from that the, 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 the Dumbledore shit. He got fired from that. Uh, he hasn't really been in anything since. I, th- I think they, they're going to reboot Pirates of the Caribbean soon because, like, they don't want to deal with because, like, Disney doesn't want to deal with them anymore either. You know, it's kind of sad, but this bitch gets to keep her Aquaman money. <laughs> you know, she gets to be an Aquaman too. You know, don't make, make that make sense to me. Just make that make sense to me. But, yeah, man, it's just, it, I feel sorry for him, man. I really feel sorry for him. And I feel sorry for her for just, uh, just being, just being a rude bitch. Is what I heard. I'm like, her. She's just rude. She's 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 a fucking psycho, man. She's a goddamn psycho. And I, I feel sorry for other women who are uh other women who are like victims of physical abuse. And like this bitch is just this broad is just like using just 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 using that. You know, it's like she's trying to. She's trying to manipulate that shit, and it's not, that's not right, you know, that's not right at all, because, like, there's women out here that are really getting their ass beat, and she, and she playing with that, she's playing with, she's playing with physical abuse, she's playing with spousal abuse, abuse, and I don't, I don't like that at all, I don't like that, that's not something that I like at all, so, you know what, fuck her. You know, really, fuck her. Hey, I hope Johnny Depp. I hope Johnny Depp lands on his feet again. You know, and gets more roles. Cause, like, from what I hear, he's just a fucking nice guy. <laughs> from from the from the from the accounts that I've heard from people that have taken the stands and been character witnesses for him and stuff like that. Even when, uh, like, even like a stunt man, like a stunt man came out and said that, like, fucking Johnny Depp is just one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet, you know what he said, because, like, like, there was a stunt guy that said he worked with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard on different movie sets, and he said that Johnny Depp is, like, Johnny Depp's, like, one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet, he said he sat down with the stuntmen, and had lunch with them, asked them if they needed anything, and he said he worked on a set with Amber Heard, and she was just a rude bitch. You know, she didn't like. She just she did she she acted like they weren't even people. She's like you like you just you just do stunts. You're you're nothing to me. You know, which being a stunt man is a pretty important job, man. This man's risking his life. You know, to make to make people look good. You know, to make actors look good. This guy is the guy that sacrifices his life. People die on sets doing this shit. 
the stunt people that fucking die doing this shit. And you want to be like, oh, you're nothing. You're just a stunt man. You know, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. But yeah, man, I hope, like I said, I hope she gets what she fucking deserves. I hope Johnny Depp, I hope Johnny Depp like just lands on his feet again. Cause like I heard, I heard he's just a fucking swell guy. Pretty much. I heard that's like what people were saying. Like nobody had a bad word to say about Johnny Depp. You know, they heard, they said he's just a nice dude. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, I saw the, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, uh, trailer last week. Uh, it's a week old now, so <laughs> it's kind of, I kind of feel, I kind of feel kind of redundant even talking about it, but it looks good. Uh, they got the Guardians in there, you know, they got, we saw, we saw, all, we saw all the, all the, all the points that we need to see. I saw that we saw the Guardians in there. We saw, um, Valkyrie, what Valkyrie's doing. Valkyrie looked like she fed up with new Asgard, pretty much, you know, <laughs> She's sitting there in a goddamn suit. She's like, I'm done with this shit. Uh, we saw Korg uh, in his uh, in his his really fabulous suit, you know, <laughs> with Thor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Korg. I don't know if he's just like hanging out with Thor, or he's hanging out with the Guardians. Because that'd be cool. I, I want to see Korg interact with the Guardians. That, that that would be cool to see. Uh, but, like, it seems like he's a, he's with Thor a lot. Because I've seen, like, two scenes of him with Thor. And it looks like they're going out there adventure, being adventurous and shit. Um, I fucked that word all the way up. Adventurous. See, I fucked that word up. Damn fucking lisp. Speech impediment. But, uh, anyway, uh, you know... <laughs> But anyway, yeah, man, fucking, fucking shit looks good. Looks like we got Zeus up in here, played by Russell Crowe. That looks dope. Uh, I'm not really a big Russell Crowe fan, but like seeing Zeus looks dope. I hope we get some Hercules up in here. I hope we get somebody to play Hercules. That would be awesome. Um, because Hercules and Thor are actually like rivals, uh, and I think he's like one of the last. He's one of the few. Uh. 70s Avengers that we haven't seen yet because like we've seen most of the 1970s 1980s roster of the Avengers on screen you know we've seen Cap we've seen Iron Man we've seen Thor Hawkeye Black Widow Ant-Man and Wasp uh they introduced Dane Whitman in Eternals he was he 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 becomes an Avenger uh called the he, he becomes the Black Knight you know, like, we've seen, mostly we've seen Vision, you know, because I think the only three of, uh, the only three members of that, of that roster we haven't seen, uh, I'm, 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 uh, don't quote me, I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head, I think the only three we haven't seen are Hercules, Tigra, and, uh, Wonder Man, those are the only three we haven't seen yet, uh, I don't know, like, like I said, Hercules, Hercules would fit fine in the Thor universe. He would fit fine here. Uh, I don't know where you put Tigra. You know, I don't know where she shows up. Because, uh, like, maybe she shows up. It'd be cool if she showed up in, like, Blade. You know, like, <laughs> it'd be cool if she showed up in Blade. If they want to go, like, this, uh, this, like, adventure 
if they want to go like this, like, go with this adventure route thing with with Blade, you know that'd be that'd be cool if she showed up in Blade. Uh, Simon Williams. Simon Williams is more of an Iron Man character, you know, like he 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 has he has history with Tony Stark, uh, Wonder Man. Uh, the, the, the the Wonder Man's Wonder Man's real name is Simon Williams, but like he has a lot of he has a lot of history with Tony Stark. So maybe maybe stick him in Ironheart. You know, he could be the villain in Ironheart because he starts off as a villain and then he becomes a hero. He, and then he joins the Avengers. Or maybe just keep him. Maybe just keep him as a villain. Who knows? Marvel always likes to always likes to swap shit up. Maybe. Put him, you could put him in Ironheart. You could put him in Armor Wars because uh, uh, Don Cheadle has a solo thing coming up called Armor Wars where he's playing War Machine in that. So, like, you could stick that's two things you could stick him in. You could stick him in Ironheart or you could stick him in Armor Wars, you know. But I, I'm, down to, I'm down to see me some Wonder Man. I want to see some Wonder Man. Uh, but yeah, I don't know where you stick Tigra. That's what I'm saying. But. Hercules better be like a secret cameo or some shit in this movie. I I, I would love to see that. Uh, but the big thing about this movie, like, is, is the end of the of the trailer, where you see Lady Thor, you see Jane Foster, uh, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster in the Thor uniform, and it looks dope. Not gonna lie, she looks fucking awesome. Uh, she she is just. I saw pictures of her. Oh my god, she's like, she is yoked. To the nines, man. She is yoke the fuck up. Like she is, she is buff, buff, buff. And I got a thing for buff chicks, you know. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I I don't think I've ever said this on this podcast, but I got a thing for buff chicks. You know, my wife, my wife was kind of buff uh, when I first met her, and like that shit, that shit turns me the fuck on. I'm not gonna lie, buff chicks turn me on. You know, I don't know what it is. It's like a woman with a fucking sits pack and some fucking muscles. You know, I don't know what it is. Like that shit just make my dick hard. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it turns me on. Uh, I love it. Uh, damn. Uh, she look good. Natalie Portman look good as shit. That's all I got to say. But uh, she turned me the fuck on in this. I'll be like, I'll, I'll probably go see that movie about like 10 times just to see her. You know, I'll be like, hey, uh, one more ticket for Thor Love and Thunder. You know, so I'll be like, <laughs> just to see buff ass Natalie Portman. God damn. She look good. But uh, anyway, <laughs> she look good as fuck. But anyway, man, <laughs> let me think about it. Um, Looking forward to the movie. It's coming out in July. Can't wait to see it. Good trailer. That's all I got to say about it, really. Uh, watched Moon Knight last week. I know the new episode is out. Uh, as I'm talking right now, the new episode is out. I got to catch up on that. I got to watch that. I'll talk about that next Sunday. So that'll be on the next episode where I talk about episode five. But I'm not, right now I'm talking about episode four. Episode 4 is probably the craziest episode I've ever fucking seen so far. Uh, they go all, they go all out in this fucking episode. We don't get any Moon Knight. We don't get any Moon Knight in this episode, just as I suspected. Because last week, they trapped Kanchu in this goddamn statue. So Kanchu 
is gone at this moment. I don't know how they're gonna get him back because they don't get him back in this episode. So we don't even get we don't even get Kanchu in this episode. Uh we get uh we get Mark Spector, Steven Grant's back. Uh Mark's alter ego, Steven comes back. Like we get we get we get a good bit of him in this episode. Uh but at the beginning we get Mark and uh we get Mark and uh, his wife uh, Layla. Uh is it Layla or Lila? I I think it's Lila. Uh Mark and Lila. Uh they they they're looking in the tombs. It it's, it gets all fucking Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom up in this motherfucker. You know so <laughs> Where they're, in, where they're in these tombs, uh, I forgot what the fuck they're looking for. I'm, I like, like I said, I saw this shit last week. You can't, you can't, you can't expect me to remember everything. But saw that, like we we, we saw them. They're looking for something, and it gets a little supernatural. Where like there's this, um, it's this like mummy. It looks like it looks like a mummy. Like he, he doesn't speak. He's he's totally CGI. Because uh, like he takes this, uh, he takes one of the, one of these like guys. Like it's like a one of these like I think he works for Arthur Harrow. Uh, it's like a he's like a mercenary or some shit. And he take he takes one of these mercenaries and he, like he's like fucking just splits this nigga apart and starts pulling out fucking organs out this motherfucker. And like it's really fucking creepy. It's really creepy. Uh, it gets real creepy because uh, Lila kind of gets caught in the uh, in the crossfire of that shit. And then motherfucker sees her, and like she's got to run. It was really tense. It was really fucking tense. I thought she was about to fucking die. You know, <laughs> I really thought she was gonna fucking die because like there's one part where like she like with like she's like running. And that shit turned into the descent. You ever seen the descent? Anybody seen it? Anybody ever seen the descent? That shit turned into the descent for a little bit. Where like she's running from these from this mummy, and she thinks she got away from it, and that motherfucker like grab her ass like. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh shit! I was like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> but yeah, she somehow she gets she gets away. And then fucking Arthur's there, and he's like, "Yeah, I know your father," and blah 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 blah. And he's telling her like, "Mark Spector knew your father. He let him get killed and all this shit." And then there's tension between the two of them. She's like, "Did you let them kill my father and all this stuff? And you were there and blah 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 and all this bullshit." And then she's like, "I don't want to speak to you anymore." And then she runs. And then uh, Arthur turns around to Arthur's there and Mark's in the tomb and then Arthur's like well, you gonna you gonna you gonna give up the, I think they're like looking for this tomb he's like yeah, you gonna you gonna give up the tomb and Mark's like no I'm not giving up the tomb and then Arthur's like well then fuck you then and he shot he just shot that nigga <laughs> he shoots Mark Spector like two fucking times in the chest and you like oh oh we got we got two more episodes left, though, bro. You know, what I mean? <laughs> this nigga get shot in the chest like two times in episode four. You know, so <laughs> so we got that. Um, and then all of a sudden, he wakes. Mark wakes up in a in a in a in a mental institution. 
wakes up in a mental institution and it kind of looks like everybody in the mental institution is are people that he's he's come in contact with in the outside world so even even arthur even arthur harrow arthur harrow layla the gold guy that he was talking to in the first episode uh the, the 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 british chick that he was talking to in the first episode like a bunch of people like a lot of those people are they, it looks like a lot of those people are just like people that are in the mental asylum with them i think even I, did i say layla layla too like they got layla in the mental asylum uh, it's just like all those people are people that are in a mental asylum that he's come in contact with in the outside world so it makes you believe that he made all this shit up in his mind you know it's it's the most confusing shit ever and then Mark Spector and Stephen Grant step out of each other they're two separate entities and then at the end they try to escape the mental asylum and then they open a door and it's a fucking Egyptian hippo with a little girl's voice and the the, the episode's over i i was like what <laughs> what what <laughs> i was like yeah, marvel marvel really went there they 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 wow uh, <laughs> that's all i got to say wow but i'm gonna check out episode five we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about this uh next sunday we're gonna see what that that, 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 that the hippo girl is about uh because i don't know what the sh- i don't know what the fuck that's about uh maybe she's in the moon knight comics i don't know i don't like i said don't really read a lot of moon knight uh i just think he i think he's an interest i think he was a cool looking character when i seen him when i was a kid i don't really know a lot about moon knight honestly i'm just gonna say that um but yeah man that's it I'll be back with my review of Rush Hour 2 right after these messages. Welcome back to the show. Rush Hour 2 from 2001. Let's talk about it. Let's get into the technical first. This movie is once again directed by Brett Ratner which I don't know if I talked about Brett Ratner in my first Rush Hour review that I did like a long long time ago now that that seems like a decade ago now that I did that review but like it's probably only like three years but you know (laughs) it's one of my first that's one of my my first uh first couple of episodes that I did was the first rush hour movie. I wanna say that's like episode I wanna say that's like episode two or three. I wanna say maybe Rush Hour was the first rush hour movie was. But yeah, if you haven't watched that, go check it out. I wouldn't. I'm very I'm way more amateur at the beginning than I am now. <laughs> You know, but you know, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go check the shit out. I haven't listened to it in years. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't think I've talked about Brett Ratner uh, 
in in the past because I, I reviewed this and I reviewed Money Talks, which is like his first uh, his directorial debut, and I didn't talk about him. And I really need to talk about this motherfucker because he is the fucking worst. But I'm gonna save that for when we get into uh for when we get into the 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 actual review. I'm gonna save that shit. But yeah, this movie was directed by Brett Ratner. Um the screenplay was written by Jeff Nathanson. Uh and this movie uh this movie had a budget of ninety million dollars and it brought in a three hundred and forty seven point three million dollars. It was a huge success. This movie has a Rotten Tomato score of uh, 52%, which is aight, I guess. I don't know. But, um, like I said, I'm done arguing with Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not arguing with them at all anymore. Fuck them. Um, I mean, the, 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 the website. But, uh, you know, <laughs> look, is what I'm talking about. But, um, I saw the, uh, I saw this movie in the theater. This is how I saw it as a child, as a kid. I was not even I was a teenager at this point. Uh, in 2001, I was 15. I want to say because my birthday, my birthday's rather late, so uh, probably 15 years old when I saw this movie in the movie theater. Uh, I don't really remember much about my experience seeing this movie all I know is that I saw it I saw it with my mom and my sister is what I remember that's and my mom was just like hey let's go see Rush Hour 2 and I was like okay and you know (laughs) actually I saw both the Rush Hour both the first two Rush Hour movies with my mom so you know because I think I told the story of like I didn't go to uh like no because this was the summer uh, the first Rush Hour came out, and I think the summer, I think it was the summer when this one came out, too, so, my mom just took, uh, me and my sister to go see Rush Hour, I remember, so, like, we went to go see Rush Hour 2 again, so, the Rush Hour movies experience, the Rush Hour movie experiences, both of them, the first, at least the first two were with my mother, I think the last, we, I, I remember seeing Rush Hour 3 in the theaters also, which I'm, not gonna talk about because I'm well into being an adult <laughs> by the time Rush Hour 3 comes out, you know, I got a girlfriend and everything by the time Rush Hour 3 comes out, uh, and I think I went to go see Rush Hour 3 with my girlfriend now, my wife, so, uh, you know, so, so we're, not, we're not, you're not even gonna get, you're not even gonna get a review about that one. Maybe I'll get or maybe I'll do a retrospective about that one, but it's not gonna be a I watched this as an adult episode about Rush Hour Three. But anyway, um, well into an adult when I see Rush Hour Three. But anyway, um, but yeah, all I know is that I fucking saw it. Uh, let's get into the movie. This time around, Lee, played by Jackie Chan, and Carter, played by Chris Tucker, they travel to Hong Kong. For vacation, so essentially, uh, we're we're picking up where Rush Hour One left off because you saw that they were on a plane going to Hong Kong, uh, and at the end of Rush Hour One, so we're picking up where where that left off in in Hong Kong. Um, the one thing 
I have to say about this movie is that it doesn't waste any time getting started. We get into the plot right away, like which is which is something about bombs, you know, like like we see like the 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 the, the embassy. I, I think I say in my notes I say Chinese embassy, but I don't think I was listening. I, I think it was like the American embassy. <laughs> uh, the American embassy gets bombed, and. Uh, Lee and Carter, they have to find out who's behind it. They have to find out who who bombed the American embassy. Um, immediately, Chris Tucker is acting a fool. Like he has the Michael Jackson karaoke scene, which is which is fucking hilarious. Um, like Chris Tucker is just fucking hilarious in this movie. He's the he's the the glue that holds this whole goddamn movie together. Uh. So like he's he's hilarious. All that stuff, like a lot of things get started quickly. It's only nine minutes in to the movie that we get our first action scene, which is like the bamboo bridge scene, which is pretty awesome. You know, like Chris Tucker, not, uh, not Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan crawling up some uh, bamboo. You know, like that's pretty awesome. It's, uh, it's so awesome that they ripped it off in Shang Chi. <laughs> You know, when I went to go see Shane Chi, I think I was talking. I was like, "Yo, man, they did that in Rush Hour 2. I was like, <laughs> "I'm like, y'all stole that." But anyway, uh, yeah, that that was a pretty cool scene. Um, there's a lot of Asian stereotypes and slurs in this movie to the point where it started making me a little uncomfortable. Not gonna lie. Uh, Cause I'm like, damn, I'm like, damn, y'all have to, y'all have to be that rude <laughs> with this shit. Uh, like, cause like, like most of the slurs are coming out of Chris Tucker's mouth. And, like he's supposed to be the hero, you know. Like he's supposed to be the hero in this movie, and he's just like, slow down, chin, and <laughs> and just saying, I don't know, all y'all look alike and shit. <laughs> And all this shit, and like that was the problem I believe I had in the first movie with all the fucking like making fun of Asian people, shit. Because like I know, I know, man. Like, God damn it! I, you know, because like I don't, I don't, I don't know when uh, they have black people be stereotypes in movies and. Why, why, why are we okay with this? I'm just, I'm just saying, why are we okay with this? Because we got black people that are like, they're like stereotypes in movies. And as a black man, just saying, as a black man, he should know better. Just, just, I, I don't know how to explain this shit, but like, as a black man, he should fucking know better. You know? And I know that like blacks and Asians, we haven't had the best of relationships with each other, but that doesn't give us the right to like uh, participate in this bullshit. You know, because like we're both, like we're both uh, minorities up in here. You know, you know, and you got a white man writing the script, uh, having a black man saying this shit about Asian people. You know, it's 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 mostly words coming out of coming from a white man coming out of a black man about Asian people. You know, and I'm not I'm not I'm not really fucking cool with that. Sorry, I got a little real there, but I'm about to get another. I'm about to get more real, uh, because uh, Carter, Carter is a bit of a sexual harasser. You know, 
Carter's a bit of a sexual harasser. And after the stories I heard about Brett Ratner, makes me wonder if he put a little bit of himself in this character. You know, because Brett Ratner is the fucking worst. Like I said, this guy's got at least like six sexual assault allegations against him. You know, oh, like he got, uh, I think it's like Olivia Munn and Tasha Hinch, his Hinchridge, if you remember her, if you ever seen Species, which is another movie I got to review, it's coming one of these days. Uh, you know, <laughs> like they accused him of sexual harassment and sexual assault. This nigga was uh, masturbating in a bathroom uh, with an actress that's with an, another actress that was with another actress that was in the bathroom. She didn't ask this motherfucker to come in the bathroom. He just came in the bathroom and just start fucking jerking off and shit. Uh, uh, Elliot Page, formerly Ellen Page, accused this motherfucker of sexual harassment too, and all this shit. You know, like there's a lot of things. Like Russell Simmons is involved in this shit too. Uh. Like, like Russell Simmons got his dick sucked, uh, allegedly, while, like, Ratner was in the room with him, you know, like, he's, 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 he's involved in the, in the Kevin Suchiara, uh, scandal with, with, with that actress, you know, like, dude's got a lot of shit against him, this dude's the fucking worst, bro, <laughs> he is a terrible fucking human being, allegedly, 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 uh, that means that um, uh, all all uh, all the X Men movies, you know, like all the X Men movies, because Brett Ratner directed uh the third X Men movie, which is how we got into it with um with uh Elliot Page, because Elliot Page is in the movie A Shadow Cat, um, and. So like he's in that like he's in that movie and like he uh Baratta directed that movie and so that means that all the X-Men movies have been directed by sexual deviants cuz Brian Singer's no different Brian Singer is a fucking sexual deviant <laughs> Uh well not all of it, not all of them cuz Matthew Vaughn I think directed one too right he directed First Class and then Simon Kinberg directed like Dark Phoenix and but I think all the rest of them were direct all the rest of the X-Men movies were directed by Brian Singer and god damn so uh, Kevin Feige you got a lot of work to do you know <laughs> in writing the writing the X-Men uh franchise cuz the the X-Men have been around a lot of sexual deviants you know, and, and I don't like that for my X-Men. I love the X-Men. You know, I don't like that for them. Don't do that. Uh, back to this movie. Uh, the story kind of, like, just throws things at you. Like, there's a character in here named Ricky Tan. He's supposed to be a triad boss. But then, like, they also throw in that he was Lee's father's partner on the police force. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, you, 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 you throwing too much stuff at me right now. You know, slow, slow that shit down, bruh. Slow it the fuck down. 
uh, cause like y'all throwing this shit at me, uh, cause like got Lee, like he's triad boss, Ricky Tan's triad boss, and then Lee's like, oh yeah, he was, he was my he was my father's partner when my father got killed, and so you're like, what the fuck? What y'all just throwing shit at me, bro? <laughs> like throwing shit at the wall and it's hitting me in the fucking face. Calm down, bro. Calm the fuck down. Calm down. Um. Then Ricky Tan gets shot, like, out of nowhere by, like, his, I guess this is his lieutenant, lieutenant, or some shit, like, Zhang Ziyi, she plays a woman who works for Ricky Tan, I don't know if she's, like, his lieutenant, or his, uh, enforcer, they really don't explain her, they don't really don't explain the pecking order, uh, they don't, cause, like, you just see her, she running, she running things, like, all the other fucking triad motherfuckers listen to her, and then, like, but then she listened to Ricky Tan, because, like, Ricky Tan yelled at her before he gets shot. And he just like, huh, 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 huh. he's saying something, I don't, that's insensitive, I shouldn't do that. But he's saying something to her in Chinese. And <laughs> he's saying something to her in Chinese. And I was just talking about not fucking making fun of Asian people. And I'm, see, I ain't perfect. Don't listen to me, motherfucker. But uh, anyway. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Uh, I'm full of shit just like everybody else. But uh, <laughs> but he yelled at her in Chinese. He said some shit. And she runs out the room. And But like she shoots Ricky. And so it looks like she's like the main villain now. So like we don't know. Because Ricky gone. I guess she the lieutenant. And then she shoot Ricky. And then I guess I'm like since I shot Ricky. She the head, she the head person in charge, you know? She like, I'm the head bitch in charge now. Y'all listen to me and shit, right? But uh, this movie has a habit of explaining things you didn't ask about and not explaining things that are important to the plot because, like, they explain shit that I didn't even ask about. But like they don't explain shit. It was like, how, what the fuck? Cause like, like, like Zang Ziyi's character. Like, who is she? Who the fuck is she, man? I don't know. Um. Then we get introduced to Is- Isabella, played by Rosalind Sanchez, who's supposed to be an undercover federal agent. Like, but she's really there. She's really here to be eye candy. She's here. She's here to be eye candy because she's really not the best actress, but. Really, nobody in this movie really is. So, so, <laughs> so, fuck it. You know, she just here to show her fucking huge fucking titties. Because uh, <laughs> she's got some big ass fucking titties. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, man. She also has a very thick accent. So, between her and uh, Jackie Chan, uh, Chris Tucker had a hard time understanding people. <laughs> like, the two people you share the most screen time with, like, just got thick-ass accents, and you like, huh? But he's got an annoying fucking accent, too, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of accents. You know, it's just, like, a uh, very thick Colombian accent girl very thick Chinese accent man and very thick high-pitched southern black man. You know, so like it's that. Uh Don Cheadle's in this movie, by the way. Don Cheadle's also in this movie as a uh, Kung Fu Kenny. A black man with a Chinese restaurant for 
on Crenshaw because they make fun of that. He's a he's a Chinese he's a black man with a Chinese restaurant on Crenshaw. So um but for the little time he's in here, he's good. He's professional. He 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 he's really insignificant in this movie. You know, this is like early Don Cheadle, like before he got the Marvel money, you know, so you know, before he was War Machine. So Good actor, though. He's the best actor in this whole entire fucking movie for the little bit he's in here. Um, Chris Tucker spends a lot of time getting his ass kicked by Zhang Ziyi. It's like some sick form of foreplay between the two of them. It's like every time she kicks him in the face, like his dick gets hard or some shit. You know what? <laughs> it's like he likes that shit. Like I said, it's got to be a little bit of Brett Ratner in his character. I'm just not... Like maybe he likes to get beat. I don't know. Shit. He like he likes S and M. He likes BDSM and shit. You know. I don't know. He likes chicks that fucking wear high heels and step on his nuts. I don't know what the fuck. Like weird. He's a weird motherfucker. But anyway, um, Jackie Chan, man. I ain't talk too much about Jackie Chan in this movie as an actor, but just Jackie Chan is just amazing at his craft. You know, like. That's all I got to say. You don't really need to talk about Jackie Chan because it's just Jackie Chan just doing what Jackie Chan does best, which is kick ass. You know, like <laughs> kick ass do, and do complicated stunts that nobody else would fucking do. You know, <laughs> just just fucking he's fucking amazing. This dude's walking around with a goddamn fucking bomb in his mouth. And all this other shit, you know, <laughs> this motherfucker jumping out of windows, like crashing through glass windows and shit, and jumping out of jumping out of windows on on the side of buildings, climbing up bamboo trees, and uh, all types of crazy shit, man. Like it's, it's fucking amazing, man. Jackie Chan is a fucking national treasure, you know, <laughs> who must be protected at all fucking costs. I love me some Jackie Chan. He's fucking awesome. Um, Chris Tucker just doing his like best Axel Foley impression in the casino scene because that's what his character is. He's a more annoying Axel Foley. You know, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Uh, Ricky Tan turns out to be alive, by the way. Ricky Tan's alive, so he was the true villain all along. Like he's gone for like like 50% of the movie you know like he's gone uh so like they tricked us like with this red herring of him dying you know so like that's that that was that you know like it was like oh you thought he was dead he ain't dead he is right here I don't know why the fuck they did that he could have just did his dirt you know whatever the fuck he was doing I think he was trying he was trying to like like have counterfeit money like it was a whole count this movie takes a turn, bro. This movie takes a fucking turn because cause, cause at the beginning of this movie, we're trying to find out who's bombing people. It's You think it's like a fucking, you think it's like a mad bomber running around and you think it's Ricky Tan like setting this shit up and he wants to, he wants to have like world domination or some shit. Uh, like he wants to do like New World Order shit or some shit like that. But nah, he just wants counterfeit money. You know, like, he just wants counterfeit money. That's all he wants. And I'm like, that that's what this is all about? That's why you bombing motherfuckers? 
for counterfeit money what the fuck but anyway yeah man this movie takes a turn bro but anyway they 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 get rid of ricky tan uh and in a rare occasion like the asian guy gets the girl which is something you don't really see very often but i guess because jackie chan is the uh a uh, straight man out of him and uh, Chris Tucker, you know, like it, it makes sense for him to get the girl. Like he, like he, like Rosalind Sanchez, like ki- kisses him on the lips, you know. So that's that. That was awesome because like it's a rarity that the Asian dude like gets the girl in the movie. You know, that's not something that we see very often. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, just like in the first movie, like they have they have great. They have great chemistry. You know, chemistry, the chemistry is just off the charts, you know, but like overall, like I still have, I still have fun with this movie because of the chemistry between Jackie and Chris. Like that's the, that was the only saving grace of this movie. Like, cause like they look like they're having fun being around each other. Like and Chris Tucker's just fucking hilarious and Jackie Chan's is great at what the fuck he does, you know. I could do without the, the 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 stereotypes, you know. I felt like that was like uncalled for and a bit mean spirited. But in the and the story, the story itself didn't make any fucking sense. How you gonna have a story about bombing shit and then all of a sudden it turns into a, a, a money laundering scheme? You know, <laughs> you're like, oh, no. I was like, we went from Bob, we went from bombing shit to money laundering. What the fuck? What you know? <laughs> I don't get it, but anyway, but yeah, if you want to watch the movie, you can watch the movie, I would recommend it, just to watch Jackie Chan kick some ass and Chris Tucker be funny, uh, I give it a 3 out of 5, join me next week, when I will be talking about The Glimmer Man, check you guys later, peace.